thanks for joining us. It's wonderful to meet here with you. I would love to share just a few thoughts with you today to hopefully help and encourage you and just give you a few top tips as well. Um, I don't know about you, but relationships have either just got really, really intimate where you're stuck in the house with the same people over and over and over again, or they've got really I don't even know what the opposite of intimate is, unintimate, where you're so far away from people and it's so very different and there's so many extremes going on at the moment. And we're either really, really busy and got lots and lots to do or we're finding ourselves with lots and lots of time on our hands and it really creates a lot of uncertainty. It creates uncertainty in relationship. It creates uncertainty in how we live our lives and what we've been used to and what we've always done. So I just wanted to look at a part of the Bible that talks about a time in Israel's history where they were suffering with uncertainty and, and wondering how to do things and what to do and when to do them and, and how God actually fitted into all of those things. And hopefully we can learn just a few things from this part of the Bible this morning. So here we go, Numbers 10 verses 33 to 36, and I'm reading from the message version of the Bible, and it says this, and so off they marched, from the mountain of God, they marched three days with the chest of the covenant of God in the lead to scout out the campsite. The cloud of God was above them by day when they marched from the camp. With the chest leading the way, Moses would say, get up, God, put down your enemies, chase those who hate you to the hills. And when the chest was set down, he would say, rest with us, God, stay with the many, many thousands of Israel. You know, this account from the Bible is when the Israelites had left Egypt and they were on the way for, to the promised land. It was at a time when they found themselves in the desert and in the wilderness where they didn't have a house. They lived in tents. They didn't know what they should be and where they should be going, but they were just led on a day-to-day -day basis. They didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit like that in this season. I have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know where sometimes the next meal is coming from or what, what's going to happen. And the Israelites found themselves in that position too than we read in this account. And there's a few things that we can learn from this account because of that. And I think it's this. We learn about intimacy and relationship. But we also learn about balance. And those are the two things I want to talk to you a little bit about today. I want to talk to you about relationship and intimacy and also about balance. You know, God always has a reason and a point to the things that he does. There's a lesson if we will look for it. So I want to encourage you, when you read your Bible... Look for what God's trying to say to you. And that's what I'm doing this morning. I'm having a look in this passage from Numbers at what God is trying to say to us this morning. And the first thing I want to say to you is this. It says that God is with them, that the cloud leads them and God's presence was in that cloud. God didn't leave them for a moment. It talks about in the Bible that the cloud was there and it, it, in the day it looked like a cloud and in the night it looked like a fire. My first thing I want to say to you is this, that God never, 
Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That's what God's trying to say to the Israelites. Although they're they're no longer in Egypt, they're no longer in the past, that they didn't want to be there, but they're beginning to think, maybe that was actually better. Maybe the past was better than where I find myself now. But God's saying to them, no, I'm with you. I've not left you. I've not abandoned you. And he showed them that by putting this cloud in the sky that would lead the way. And even in night, even in the darkest of night, that cloud shone like a fire. You know, maybe you feel like it's really dark and difficult at the minute. God wants to show himself to you and let you know that he is there. He wants to say to you, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You may feel like you're in a desert place or a difficult place, but God wants to say to you, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And you know, when God's with us, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean everything works out okay. It just means that he's there with us. It's about intimacy of relationship. And God wanted to teach the Israelites about intimacy of relationship. Just like today, in everything that we face, God wants to teach us about intimacy of relationship. God wants an intimate relationship with you. And you may know that and be on a journey with that relationship. You may not know that this morning. And this morning, I want to say to you that God wants to have a relationship with you where he can talk to you and help you and encourage you. And all you need to do this morning is say to him, God, I'd like that. I'd like to have that relationship. And you can begin from there. But a few ideas. You know, as God led them through the wilderness, it was tough. It was difficult. But he was there. The question is, do we actually believe that he's with us? For the Israelites, it was easy, we'd say. There was a cloud in the sky. At night, it became a fire. It was easy, but even the Israelites themselves at times didn't believe God was with them, didn't trust what was going on. And so for us sometimes, when there's not necessarily a cloud and a fire in the sky saying, I am God, I'm with you, it can be really tough. And we can think, is God really real with everything that's going on? Is God really with me? Does he care about the things that I care about? Does he care about the things that I'm worrying about in this season? And I want to encourage you this morning that God does care. God loves you with such a great love and he wants to surround you and uphold you at this time. But the question is, are we willing to believe that he is there? And if we are willing to believe he is there, are we willing to engage with him on that intimate level and let him into our fears and our doubts and our worries? Let's be honest, most of our relationships can be at a superficial level. People will say, how are we? And we'll say, I'm fine, no problem at all. We don't let people in and close. And sometimes when we hold God away and we don't tell him the true depths of what's going on in our lives, then we lose out on that level of intimacy that we can have with him. That blessing, that gift that he can bring where he can quench our fears and calm our panic and be with us in and through our adversity. Can I encourage you, allow God in that little bit more. And you know, intimacy is not easy. Intimacy can be really difficult at times, especially for people. Some of us find that more difficult. I don't know about you. I have to go to the opticians, obviously. Many of us have probably been to the opticians at some point or know people who've been to the opticians. The first time I went to the opticians, I was about 10 years old. Never been before, never seen anyone else at the opticians, didn't know what was going to happen. I sat down in the optician's chair and 
Oh my, the optician could not have got any closer with their little light and their thing that they want to look in your eye with. And they got closer and closer and closer until they were about this close to my face. And as a 10 year old, I was like, why are you so close to me? What's going on here? It was uncomfortable. It was strange. It was difficult. It was not what I've used, I was used to. People generally, unless they're going to kiss you, don't get this close to your face. And so going to the opticians is a strange thing, is a bizarre thing, but so is intimacy. It's about people getting to that point of closeness where sometimes it makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us struggle with the proximity, but God wants to have an intimate relationship with you where he comes close to you, where he sees all your blemishes and everything that's going on and says, I'm here. I love you. I want to help you. I want to support you. I want to hold you and keep you close at this time intimacy is not easy but the benefits that come with it are far outweighing so in this season can I encourage you be intimate in your relationships with family and friends be honest and tell them the truth about how you feel and the things that are going on around you because it helps them for them to say something to help you if you're struggling Grow in intimacy with God. And that may be taking a first step and saying, God, I actually, yeah, okay, I'm going to believe that you're real. Will you speak to me? Maybe if you know God, it's by just spending that bit more time with him, by being honest and open and asking him to help you and come into your life where you're struggling and where you want to grow. The other thing we need to ask ourselves, if God says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, we've got to ask ourselves, is God's presence really beneficial if our circumstances don't change? One of the biggest questions we get from people, people who are wondering about God, people who are Christians, is why did God let this happen? Or why does this always happen to me? If God was real, why would he allow these things to happen? We have to come to a place where we allow those questions to fall away and wonder, is God's presence beneficial whether he changes things or not? I believe that it is. There've been times in my life when I've asked God, God, can you, can you change this situation? God, can you help me with this situation? And it hasn't necessarily worked out how I thought it should. But I've learned in and through it that God's presence is beneficial, even if sickness or despair or fear or hard situations don't change. God's presence is beneficial to me. Can I encourage you? God's presence is beneficial in and through everything you're going through. It brings peace. It brings healing. It brings hope. It brings support and encouragement. And maybe we don't see things change on a practical level. Maybe we don't see things change completely, but actually God's presence can still benefit us when things don't change when we ask for them to. I just want to look at a couple of other things this morning as well. You know, Moses goes on that journey, they pick the chest up, they say, come on, they up camp, and they begin to move on from where they are. And as they do that, that cloud goes with them. There's that intimacy of relationship. Moses knows that. Moses knows that God is with him in the day and in the night, in the good and in the bad. When the Israelites believe in God or don't believe in God, when the Israelites knock Moses down and say, what have you done to us? Or when they're praising him, Moses knew that God was with him. 
And so we find ourselves, as we continue to read on in the Numbers 10 account, where Moses, I'm not really quite sure what he does. Is it the fact that he gets a little bit too big for his boots and begins to tell God what to do? Because when he picks the chest up, he's saying to God, God, come on, we're going. Get up, God, it's time to go. And then when he puts the chest down and they set down the camp, he says, God, rest, this is where we're stopping. And you could read it and think, wow, Moses, who's in charge here? Calm down. But actually, it's nothing to do with Moses telling God what to do. It's actually the miraculous thing that happens when you've got intimate relationship with God and you know God's plan and purpose for your life, that you know who God is, that he is with you and for you, and you know how he wants you to live your life. And so I hope these last two thoughts as we conclude can help you with everything that's going on, because I'm sure many of you are either finding yourself so busy running around doing many different things some of you homeschooling and trying to do work some of you continuing to go to work because you're key workers and still trying to manage your family and still get your shopping and do all of these different things which are putting so much pressure on us some of us can be so busy maybe you're just busy in your mind because of your thoughts and everything that's going on Otherwise, we can be the opposite extreme, that maybe we're not going to work at the moment. Maybe we live on our own. Maybe it's quite quiet and, and there's not a great deal to do. And we're thinking, there just seems like a nothingness in my life. Moses knew that if he took God into his busyness, but if he also took God into the quietness then it would change the aspect of those situations. And I want to encourage you this morning that either one of those things, that God is with you. Let's look at the first one. In verse 35, it says this, I'll remind you. With the chest leading the way, Moses would say, get up, God, put down your enemies, chase those who hate you to the hills. Get up, God. When you're busy, when you've got things going on, when you don't know how you're going to manage because there's that much going on, can he encourage you, say to God, get up, God, we're off and we're out. I'm going to work. I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm trying to do my work at home and I'm not quite sure how to make that work. I'm trying to navigate getting some shopping for for the neighbour next door, but for myself also. And, And it just seems so much. It seems like there's so many things coming against me. It seems so difficult. Take God with you. Moses knew when he got up and he took the whole of the Israelites with him, the up camp and they moved on to the next place. He knew that he needed to take God with him. Can I encourage you in your busyness, in all the things that you're doing, get up and take God with you. Invite him into your situations. And it's not just about saying to God, God, don't forget about me. God loves you. Remember what we said first, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. It's more about reminding yourself that you can take God with you. It's more about reminding yourself to include God in your busyness and in everything that you need. You know, sometimes when when we've got lots going on and we can just feel trapped in it all, it can ensue such a panic within us because we don't know how we're going to get out of it. How is this situation ever going to end? How am I ever going to cope with this? I don't know about you, have you ever got stuck? I remember as a teenager having a bed at my mum and dad's and it had slidey doors underneath it. And I went underneath once and I'd got things pushed all the way to the back. And as many of you know, I'm not very tall. 
I know I look tall on here, but I'm not. I'm really short. I'm about five foot one, and I'd like to tell you I'm five foot two, but I'm not really. So when you're trying to get under a bed and you're short, it's not easy to reach the things at the far end. So I remember going under, sliding into my waist, and then suddenly realising that I was stuck. And the panic hit in. And I panicked, and I got all hot, and I flustered, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm stuck under the bed, and there's no one else in the house, I'm going to stay here forever, oh my goodness. That's what we do sometimes. We hit panic mode. We feel stuck in our busyness. We feel stuck in the activity that we've set ourselves out on. We feel trapped. Can I encourage you? Take a breath. Invite God into that situation. Ask for wisdom to help you so that you don't feel the panic rising. But bring God into it. Get up, God. Help me. I'm stuck under the bed. You probably aren't, but I was at that time. And it was only by calming myself down and relaxing that I was then able to allow myself to get out. And sometimes we need to stop even in the busyness, and remind ourselves that God is with us, that God is for us, and that he is helping us through each and every step of what we do. The second thing that we saw Moses do was in verse 36, and it says this, when the chest was set down, so this is when the Israelites formed camp again, when the chest was set down, he would say, rest with us, God. Stay with the many, many thousands of Israel. Sometimes we've got to return. We've got to return to that quiet place. And for many of us, it can be really difficult to sit in a nothingness and a quietness and wonder what to do. And in our normal lives, we would fill that quietness with going out, meeting with friends, watching the TV. There's only so much you can binge watch when you're at home on your own all the time. Can I encourage you, make use of that quiet space. Make use of that rest time with God. If you're not a Christian, make use of that rest time and work through yourself. Give yourself some space and some peace to help yourself. You know, we may struggle with that. We may feel guilty that we've got that quiet time and that we can do it, but God doesn't waste anything. God will make use of that. And it's so hard watching other people work so hard when we may be sitting at home. Can I encourage you? It is useful what you are doing too. It is useful in your own life and it is useful in that you can then go on and encourage other people and bless them and help them. The other reason why we can sometimes find it difficult to be quiet and spend that time is because what is in that silence What is underneath the depths of us? Can I encourage you? Very often, we don't give ourselves the time to reflect on our lives, to reflect where we're at, and to consider what's going on with us. Can I encourage you to allow that space and that time? You know, and when we do that, there's forgiveness and healing and grace in that place when we invite God into it. Invite God into those periods of rest and quiet and stillness and allow him to speak to you, allow him to heal you, allow him to help you. My kids, when they were young, um, 
and I'm sure like many young children, followed us around the house. You couldn't go to the toilet, have a bath on yourself. They were there, they were with you. The only break you got generally was when they were asleep and that was if they slept. And now as they're that bit older, they value their own personal space and so they value ours. And, and you begin to wonder and consider well, what do I do with this additional time and space that I've got? And the way we've combated it is we've brought a dog. And the dog now comes to the toilet with me and comes to the bath with me because she just follows you around the house. But in all seriousness, many of us may find ourselves wondering, what do I do with this additional time that is on my hands? What, what do I do with it? Bring God into it. Allow him to rest with you in that place, to give you wisdom, to give you understanding, to give you practical things that you can do so that you feel it is a benefit to you. So I want to conclude this morning by saying this. Recognize the importance of intimacy. Hold on to it. Allow it to work its good in you. Allow intimacy to God, with God to help you and encourage you. And then the other two things again, in your busyness, remember to say to God, get up God, come with me into this. And in your quiet and restfulness, remember to say to God, rest with me, be with me, don't leave me. Can I encourage you this morning? God says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that in our busyness, but also in the quietness and the restful times, in the isolating times, that you are there working for good. And I pray that we would listen to you. I pray that as we grow in intimacy with you, that you would continue to speak to us to help us. Help us in the busyness, but help us in the quiet and restful times as well. Father God, I pray your peace for people where it's difficult. I pray your wisdom for people where they don't know what to do. I pray your loving arms to surround them where they feel like they're falling. God, I thank you that you love us with such an outstanding and amazing love. I pray for those who don't know you, that they would begin that journey with you, God, and that you would speak to them, that they would hear you and that you would comfort and encourage them at this time. Father God, we thank you that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen.